0: One, two, three. This is the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter.
1: And I'm Ren Watsworth, and we are joined remotely by our two reporters
2: Brittany Liskey. I'm
3: Cutta Babcock.
0: And we are also joined by our interview guest today, Katie Otter, a former reporter. Hello, thanks for having me back. Thanks for being here, Katie. We're stoked to have you on the show. Great to be back, although remotely. We got a great show coming up today. We are going to start off with our local newscast from Brittany Liskey.
2: Hi, this is Brittany Liskey with your local news for 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. In response to budgetary challenges brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, the City of Loveland will cut its workforce with furloughs or layoffs for 280 employees working in temporary, seasonal, and non-benefited positions. City Manager Steve Adams announced the cutback in a message to the city organizer on Friday, saying that the affected employees had not been working because of facility closures and the inability to deploy them in their operations. Most of these positions are in recreational golf cultural services the loveland public library and the visitor center these reductions became effective yesterday on april 20th it is predicted that loveland's general fund revenue loses losses could reach six million dollars in the second quarter of 2020 alone the reductions will cut the total city of loveland employment to 859 with 758 of those employees in benefit eligible positions the remainder non-benefited and temporary jobs The Loveland Public Works Department will open a temporary drop-off location at Centennial Park for tree limbs downed during the snowstorm that damaged trees on April 15th through 16th. This is in response to the closure of the Recycling Center on March 26th in compliance with the Governor's COVID-19 stay-at-home order, which left residents without a location to dispose of tree branches and limbs. The temporary drop-off location in the parking lot of Centennial Park on the 1st Street just east of Taft Avenue will be open until 6 p.m. daily from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. from until or until April 26. The residents using the site must have a current 2020 yard waste permit as the recycling center would require and limit drop-offs to treat debris only. No other yard waste or recyclables will be accepted. The city asks that residents maintain social distancing during their use of the site. Public works staff will be monitoring the site to check yard waste permits and ensure that only tree debris is left. The recycling center closure minimizes unnecessary trips by the public, avoids areas of group congregation and maintains the safety risk minimization of city employees and the general public. The recycling center will remain closed at least until the stay at home order ends on April 26. My name is Brittany Liskey, and this was your local news on the Rocky Mountain Review and 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
0: Thank you, Brittany. All right, next up, we are going to have Coda Babcock with your COVID update.
3: Hi there, I'm Coda Babcock and you're listening to the COVID-19 outbreak update for Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. Larimer County has 251 confirmed positive cases of COVID-19 and 12 COVID-19 related deaths as of April 21, 2020. Fort Collins and Loveland are currently are home to the majority of those testing positive with 52% of positive cases coming from Fort Collins and 36% coming from Loveland. The ages of those testing positive as reported on count, Larimer County's website ranges between 15 and 100 years old, with the majority being between the ages of 35 and 44. The state of Colorado has 10,106 reported cases with 1,880 experiencing hospitalization and a reported death toll of 449 people as of April 19, 2020. The Colorado stay-at-home order in response to the COVID-19 outbreak is expiring on April 26, 2020. Governor Jared Polis has released a detailed plan on allowing some businesses to slowly reopen with some social distancing guidelines in place. All Coloradans are strongly advised to wear non-medical masks when outside of their homes to prevent the spread of the virus, especially now that some businesses are preparing to reopen. It is encouraged that if people are able to to continue working remotely and continue physical distancing following the order's expiration, that they do so. Colorado University students are bringing a few class-action lawsuits against their universities after many administrations have refused to refund students, claiming that students still have access to fee-supported services like online recreation courses and canceling. Class action lawsuits have been filed against the University of Colorado's Board of Regents as well as Colorado State University Board of Governors. Due to these institutions refusing to refund non-tuition specific student fees intended to give students access to transportation, exercise classes, and recreation centers, exclusive events, study spaces, athletic events, and performances. These lawsuits come after some students from both university systems have started online petitions and rallied against their administrations for refunds to inaccessible services, as well as after some universities have released detailed reports on expenses. The Colorado Office of Economic Development and International Trades, Colorado Creative Industries Division, has announced that it is contributing $127,500 to the Artist Relief Fund to support visual, musical, and performing artists, artists my bad, facing financial consequences as a result of the COVID-19 outbreak. The Colorado Artist Relief Fund gives grants of up to $1,000 to help cover basic needs such as food, rent, or medical costs for Colorado's creative professionals during the outbreak. The fund prioritizes low-income artists with no other source of income, but all are welcome to apply. CCI and Redline Contemporary Art Center have partnered to seek philanthropic support from businesses and individuals to expand its funding capacity and to help support more local creatives during the outbreak. Those interested in donating can visit redlineart.org Colorado artist relief fund. Applications can be found at redlineart.submittable.com slash submit. The United States total reported cases have risen to 792,236 people with 39,008 deaths as of April 21st, 2020. These figures exclude those unable to get tested due to supply shortages. To see if you should seek testing, visit CDC.gov coronavirus and navigate to the self checker. That's all for today's COVID-19 outbreak update. I'm Coda Babcock and you're listening to the to the Rocky Mountain Review on KCSU Fort Collins 90.5 FM.
0: Thank you, Coda. Of course. All right, we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to have an interview with Katie Otter about CBD. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter.
1: I'm Ren Wadsworth, and we are joined remotely by two of our reporters that you just heard from.
0: If they'd like are to say hi, Connor <laughs> Babcock. And we also have a very special guest in studio today a former reporter, current member of the Leaf CBD organization. Would you like to introduce yourself?
4: Hello, I am Katie Otter, and it feels great to be back here on the Rocky Mountain Review with you guys. Thanks for having me back on.
0: Welcome back, Katie. We're stoked to have you. Yeah, thanks for coming back on. So this is yeah, of kind of our, our special 420, it's 421, but our special 420 interview we got the go-ahead to do, which is pretty exciting. Um, and you work for Leaf CBD, which is a CBD company. And for some people who might not know the difference, what's the difference between CBD and THC?
4: It's a great question and a good one to start off with. Um, the main difference between a CBD and THC is that although they are both found within um, marijuana, CBD does not have any psychoactive effects. So when you smoke um, or ingest, something that has THC in it, you're going to be feeling high, uh, euphoric, whatever those feelings are, um, those psychoactive feelings. THC is the main chemical that does that. Uh, CBD does not give you any psychoactive effects, and you're not going to be feeling that high euphoria that you would from THC.
1: Are they grown
4: differently? Um, that's a good question. So... CBD can be extracted from the hemp plant, while THC cannot. Um, THC is found in marijuana and CBD is uh, usually extracted from hemp.
0: So what kind of benefits could one get from using CBD?
4: There is um, quite the range of benefits. Um, The main ones being that I tell people uh, is pain relief. Um, me having a lot of, uh, unfortunate injuries in my life, and especially in the past year. I've been using CBD to relieve pain. It also can be used to help with anxiety, insomnia, um, inflammation, stuff like that. Um, it's really used more, um, medically. Um... But yeah, the two biggest things I would say are pain relief and uh, to help with anxiety.
1: Um, do you grow your own CBD at Life CBD?
4: Um, no, we currently do not uh, grow our own hemp, but we um, obtain it from a third party extractor.
0: So your company makes tinctures, topicals, and concentrates. What are those and what are the differences between those?
4: It's a great question. So uh, starting off with tinctures, that's going to come in a little bottle that um, it's essentially an oil tincture. You can, the main uh, way to use the tincture is to take the dropper and you fill it up and stick it under your tongue. And you let it sit there for about 30 seconds before swallowing. Um, you can also put it in a, a drink or some, you know, sometimes I'll wake up, put some CBD in my coffee. Um, tinctures are great for that. Um, it doesn't counter out the caffeine? Um, I mean, it might. So with like THC, cbd is similar in that it affects everyone differently you know and and as if any drug and any chemical it's not going to be the a universal um response to every single person right um i kind of like i like combining the caffeine with the cbd because it's kind of it gets me it wakes me up and gets me going but at the same time i am feeling uh pain relief and just more mellowed out um, so, you know, but the main way I, I like to do it personally is just stick it under my tongue. Gotcha. Um, and then concentrates are smokable. So you can, if you're familiar with dabbing, you can, uh, dab the C- uh, CBD concentrate. We have, um, isolate and terpsilate that we sell, um, it's just isolate that has natural terpenes added to it for flavor, um, and you can mix it in with whatever you're smoking, or um, it's another thing if you have isolate concentrate. It looks it's like a kind of like a fine powder. You can take it and sprinkle it over your food, sprinkle it cool. in your drink. You can just take a spoonful of it. Um, it's been known to relieve um, hangovers, uh, and, um, and then, um, topicals are great. It's what I use a lot for my, after my ankle surgery and I, I broke my knee not long ago. So I've been using the topical lotion, um, for pain relief on those areas. We, we sell uh, two different types of, of, lotion. Um, one is, uh, actually I have a bottle in front of me right now with, um, yeah. I mean, my room's full of them, um, filled with just isolate, which has uh, absolutely no THC in it at all. And then we have another pain cream that has, so legally you're not allowed to sell as, as a CBD company, anything with more than 0.03% THC. Hmm. And we have a broad spectrum lotion as well as the isolate lotion that has that less than Uh, 0.03% THC. And broad spectrum just means that uh, there is going to be a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit of that THC in there, Um, but it can be used to kind of kick up the effects of CBD. Um, CBD is effective and great on its own. However, if you are mixing it with THC, even if it's a little bit, um, it can kind of help ramp up the effects and kind of kick it into into motion a little bit more.
1: So you brought it up a little bit, but what is a terpene?
4: Sure. Good question. So a terpene is a natural flavoring. Um, terpenes from kind of like, I'm trying to figure out a good way to explain this. Um, different plants have different terpenes, um, that give off scent and smell, uh, scent and flavor. Like, um, have you guys ever heard the old, like, if you, if you eat an orange or eat a mango before smoking weed, it's going to get you higher. That's because, uh, fruit, citrus fruits have a lot of those, like, like concentrated natural terpenes. Um, so... What we do is buy buy terpenes that are extracted naturally from plants, um, and that's added into flavor. Uh, hemp terpenes, you know, different 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 flavors of terpenes. It's basically just like flavoring. Um, if something is terpy, it means it smells good and it has a uh, a strong flavor. Um, So yeah just a natural way of of flavoring
0: how do you test the cbd content of a product
4: uh that's a good question something i can't fully answer uh we send it out to a lab and they you know send back the results of you know we'll send out um samples of every product that we sell and they will get back to us with a detailed report on What cannabinoids are in there, um, CBD, CBG, CBN, THC. And the big thing that you're testing for as a CBD company is to make sure that you are at those legal levels of THC. Anything over that amount of 0.03% cannot sell. And you're also testing for things like heavy metals and pesticides and, and stuff of that nature. Yeah, you don't want any um, of that in there. I don't know if... No, no. I don't know if you guys remember over the summer when all that um, stuff was going around with the, the bad vape cartridges. Yeah. And, you know, like the black market bad vape cartridges that were getting people sick and sending them to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I had seen stuff like, you know, they hadn't been lab tested, you know, you don't know what's in that. You shouldn't be putting anything in your body that you don't know where it came from. Um, so with getting lab tests, we're able to ensure the customer that what they're putting into their body is safe, organic, natural, um, safe levels of THC because we don't want anybody taking THC that shouldn't be or doesn't want to be, um, you know, yeah. So yeah. So those are the main things for for lab testing is is the, the amounts of THC and the heavy metals and stuff like that. But I don't know how I I couldn't tell you the process that that um goes into testing it at the lab. That's okay. So are there risks involved to using CBD? Um. Yeah. I, I would you know I would imagine. I, you know maybe not as much as um i don't know some bad addictive drug um but with anything it could be downsides like i was saying earlier it is a chemical compound and it is something that will affect each individual differently um i couldn't really think off the top of my head a downside to taking cbd um but if, I don't know, someone could have a bad reaction to it. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be like, oh yeah, CBD <laughs> is the cure-all. Like, you should use it for everything and ditch all the other medicines. No, I don't think that. But um, I do think it's extremely beneficial uh, in other ways. And the cool thing about cannabinoids is that we're still learning about them all the time. Um, unfortunately, there hasn't been enough funding in the past to fund research to go into um marijuana cannabis you know cannabis and cannabinoid research but we're learning every day that there's other cannabinoids other than cbd that are helpful like cbg cbn um and stuff like that too that is going to be a little bit i don't know it's going to be a more natural way of medicating yourself um like personally i i always opt for cbd before i opt for the bottle of advil or the bottle of tylenol um just because i know it's natural i know it's organic um i know that i'm not putting a bunch of lab produced chemicals in my body and i'm getting you know not only the same effects but that i would be getting from taking an advil but a little bit you know i feel like i'm being more Mindful and cleaner to my own body, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, that raises a really interesting question, honestly. And so, do you think that CBD is the is the future? Do you think what do you think the future of CBD looks like?
4: It's another great question. I would love to see a future that, in you know, within the next decade, that that people are going to open their medicine cabinets and have a bunch of different cannabinoids. Um, Chase, who I who is the founder and owner of leaf CBD has said the same thing uh, before that, um, you know, as this research gets uh, continues on and as more people are doing research into cannabinoids, um, not only CBD is going to be useful, but like I was saying before those other those other compounds that are being discovered for other uses, like um, I always get CBG and CBN mixed up, but um, CBG uh, I believe is, is really helpful for like concentration. Um, so who knows if that's going to, you know, maybe one day not replace, but um, be substituted for Adderall. Or something. You know what I mean? So, I think the future is wide open for CBD and and other cannabinoids as this research can get funded more and as more research goes into it. And as more people are educated on the effects and the benefits of using cannabinoids instead of maybe what you're grabbing a bottle of, like, Advil for, um, or a bottle of melatonin at night, um... I uh I don't know, I think it, it, it it's wide open and I think the main thing is educating people because a lot of people are still kind of unaware of CBD and unaware of the effects and unaware of the benefits that it could can have. A lot of people are still associating it with THC and they don't they're scared to take it because they don't want to feel high and you know, you can you can take a, a CBD gummy or a CBD tincture and go about your day totally clear headed, um, and that's just I think a, a stereotype that that we need to get past. Um, I have a family friend who I was connecting with for the first time in years, and we were talking about CBD a little bit, and she had never uh, she she's um in her fifties and she had never been a marijuana user in her life, always stayed away from it and had some sort of uh, toothache and had to get us uh, some dental work done. And one of her friends suggested to her CBD. So she tried it and she was saying to me that it's like the only thing she uses now. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her that's part of the reason why I like working in CBD is hearing stories like that, where it's like you're, of helping people feel better, basically.
0: Hey, that's why I like this job sometimes. That's a good, great thing. So
1: if yeah. people are interested about Life CBD and what you guys do, where can they
4: find more information about it? You can check us out at com. That's uh, com. And then at Insta- on Instagram, at CBD.
0: Thank you so much, Katie Otter. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to have our national days and news to cure the blues. You are listening to the Rocky Mountain Review here on 90.5 KCCU, Fort Collins. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review here on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. My name is Maximus Hunter.
3: And
1: I'm Ren Wadsworth, and we are joined remotely by our two reporters. Brittany Liskey,
3: Go to Babcock.
1: And we just heard from Katie Otter about Life CBD. So if you missed that or any of the rest of our show, it's all going to be on KCSUFM.com. But we're going to move on. And we talked a little bit to Katie about making people feel good and why people love doing their jobs because it makes people feel good. And that moves right into Max's segment, News to Cure the Blues, which I would argue definitely makes people feel good.
0: Thanks, Ren. With the reality of COVID-19 and quarantine keeping Americans stuck indoors, it can be tough to face the day. However, good news still exists, even in times like these. I'm 90.5 KCSU News Director Max Hunter, and this is News to Cure the Blues. After local t-shirt company Sportabout was forced to lay off half their employees, things looked bleak. Owners Chris Howard and Marsanne Howard kept making clothes for hospital employees, but also wanted a way to support local businesses. In order to do that, Sportabout began selling t-shirts with the message Colorado Strong on them. For each t-shirt, a large part of the profit is donated to the local business of the buyer's choice. While this may not provide the total economic stimulus these companies need, according to Nine News, Sportabout also does this to keep the community together and ease the financial burden. Chris Howard bikes 20 miles every day to personally drop off their t-shirts. On April 18th, the U.S. Air Force Academy held their graduation ceremony. This ceremony is typically accompanied by a flyover of F-16s, known as the Air Demonstration Squadron. This year, the flyover extended over several additional Colorado cities to honor healthcare workers and first responders. One of those cities was Fort Collins, and one of those pilots was Lieutenant Colonel Kevin DeFalco. DeFalco is a Fort Collins native and graduated from Fort Collins High School in 2000. Now, according to the Coloradoan, he's a member of the Air Force's elite flight team. DeFalco has over 1,900 hours of flight time, with almost 300 of those being in combat. Not only that, but DeFalco was even a 2016 NASA astronaut nominee. Fort Collins has produced some really amazing people. Colorado State University's Arapahoe County Extension has some new baby chickens, and you can see them. Embryology instructors at CSU Arapahoe have added a live camera into their chicken hatchery, and now you can watch little fuzzballs hatch in real time. Accompanying the live feed are some lessons that the faculty have posted about embryology and the chickens that are being raised. You can find all of that at arapaho.extension.colostate.edu slash chick cam slash. Didn't catch that? You can find that on our website, kcsufm.com. This has been News to Cure the Blues. All music in this episode was made by me, and I'm 90.5 KCSU News Director Max Hunter. Let's all try to stay healthy, well-rested, and positive. So that was News to Cure the Blues.
1: Thanks, Max.
0: Yeah, no problem. All right. Wren, um, I have a question for you. What day is it what today? What is it?
1: It is uh, April 21st. Um, but it is also National Kindergarten Day. Today not only celebrates kindergarten as an institution, but it also celebrates... Uh, the birthday of the man who started the first kindergarten, the national calendar says that Friedrich Wilhelm August Froebel, uh, born August or April 21st is credited with starting the first kindergarten in Germany in 1837, Froebel was a German teacher and a student of Johann, uh, Pestalozzi Froebel laid a foundation for modern education and recognized that children learn through play and experience. Today is also National Yellow Bat Day, and the yellow bat actually has a very interesting military-infused history. Uh, April 21st honors Yellow Bat Day. On this day in 1967, the Army activated the 265th Army Security Agent Company, or Airborne, with the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. The official insignia of the 265th is a bat with outstretched wings on a full moon rising with the motto, Through the Night Below. Symbolically, the bat represents mystery and secrecy due to its nocturnal nature. The bat fittingly describes the intelligence support provided by the Army Security Agency Battalion. Before deploying, the the personnel painted all the military vehicles and equipment with a yellow bat. And the symbol made the equipment clearly visible from a distance and aided in the identification of all unit equipment. So, I thought that was pretty cool that the yellow bat had so much to do with the history. Of the military, Um, a couple more things is it's also National Library Workers Day and National Chocolate Covered Cashews Day. Mm. And that last national holiday had me thinking: if you could cover anything with chocolate, (laughs) what would it be? And we'll start with
2: Brittany. Sorry, what was that question again? If you could cover
0: anything with chocolate, what would you cover?
2: Anything anything. Actually, something interesting that's pretty good covered in chocolate is like regular potato chips.
1: I huh. have had those and they're really good. Interesting. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. It sounds weird, but like Saltine? the saltiness yeah. tastes so good together.
1: Hmm. How about Coda? you Coda?
3: I'm super into chocolate covered espresso beans and like coffee beans.
1: Mm. Uh, Yum. Yes. How about you, Max?
0: i've been thinking this whole time that's tough um you know what's really good when they take like those ice creams and you just like an ice cream cone and they dip it in like like whatever you call it, like turtle i don't remember what it's called but that chocolate like hardens instantly so you just got like oh, a yeah. cold ice cream cone covered in hard chocolate that's awesome what about you ren yeah i
1: like this a lot um well, my first choice would have been also what Coda said. So espresso beans, I like those a lot. I work at Starbucks, uh, get them all the time. But uh, besides that, I would have to say bacon is actually surprisingly good. Hmm. Yeah, a state one. fair kind of that. treat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: righty. but that is almost all the time we have. But there is something we have to address that's in the air.
0: Wait a second. Is it? Yeah. Wait. I think I can hear it. It's coming up. It's here. It's... It's the weather! Oh my gosh. The weather has been crazy lately. Have you guys noticed that? It's been all over the place. Um, Ever since that massive snowstorm last week, it suddenly cleared up and got all sunny today with a high of 64 degrees and that's going to stay for Wednesday, and Thursday the high is going to be 62 degrees. The clouds might start rolling in, but it's going to stay pretty nice. If you want to know what you can expect for the rest of the week, you can tune in to the Rocky Mountain Review here on 90.5 KCACU at 4 p.m. on Thursday. And that's our show. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, before we end it, I think we have to thank a couple people. Absolutely. Well, let's start off with our amazing reporters, Coda Babcock and Brittany Leafsky, who are still here. Thank you guys so much for doing an amazing newscast.
2: Of course. Of course.
0: Uh, we'd additionally like to thank Katie Otter for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much to Katie. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, we want to thank everybody, and I mean everybody at KCSU. We really could not do this show without your guys' support and all of your knowledge that you give back to us. So Hannah Copeland, Julia Badalese, Isaiah Reyes, uh, Peter Walk, Monty Daniels, so many, so many, so many people.
0: Yep. And I'd like to thank you, Ren. Uh, You know, we all have busy lives, but thank you. We, You know, this you being here for this show makes the show, so thank you. It means a lot to me.
1: Oh, Thank you for keeping this show going and always making it so amazing. I am, once again, just so glad that we are still able to do this show.
0: Me too. And we have to thank you. Thanks for listening. We couldn't do this without you. And with that,
1: we'll we'll see you you next next time.
0: time.